The Jets upgraded their depth on Thursday. That's something they've been doing pretty well so far this offseason. Upgrading their starters, however, that's something they haven't done quite as well. We are grading the offseason so far today on the Locked On Jets podcast. You are Locked On Jets. Your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, this is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Thursday, April 6th, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com. Thanking you so much for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to it on YouTube or, or wherever you get your podcast for free, so you get new episodes as they are posted. If you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast source, please give it a five-star review, and if you're watching on YouTube, please give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help Locked On Jets out and help other, help other Jets fans find us. And today, our episode is brought to you by FanDuel, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. Well, we've reached April. We're a few weeks out from the NFL draft, so this seems like a good time to grade what the Jets have done so far this offseason. Let's evaluate how well the Jets have done in their free agency and in the trades that they have made. Now, I think that there's one thing the Jets have done pretty well, and that continued on Thursday as the Jets made a signing. The Jets actually made two signings. One of them was not a big deal. It's uh, quarterback Tim Boyle, former member of the Packers. He's played with a couple other teams. He spent some time in Detroit. Um, guy who's played in Nathaniel Hackett's system before. So that's that's the uh, that'll be the line that you hear. That is he quote-unquote knows the system. It's what you hear a lot of times with these depth players who really aren't going to contribute anything. Whether or not they can actually effectively run the system is an open question, but he knows the system. But the a different move kind of got my attention, and that was the Jets signed veteran defensive tackle Quinton Jefferson. A guy who's bounced around the NFL. He's been around since 2016. He's had three different stints with the Seattle Seahawks. He's played with the Raiders, he's played with the Rams, he's played with the Bills. He's, he's been all over the place, and he had a pretty productive 2022 season, actually had five and a half sacks. You may remember Week 17, the Jets were in Seattle, it was a disaster game for them, and uh, the new guy at, at defensive tackle, Quinton Jefferson, he had a pretty good game for Seattle that week. Uh, so now he comes to New York. I think that this is more a replacement for Nathan Shepard than it is a replacement for Sheldon Rankins. He's more of a rotational guy. I don't think he takes over the starting role. I don't think he necessarily fills the need entirely that the Jets have at the defensive tackle position. But a guy who could be a solid rotational player, a guy who, who again, could replace Nathan Shepard, who the Jets lost in free agency to the Saints, and a guy who, for as much criticism as I gave him, and he was, I, I don't think it was totally unfair, but uh, especially in 2021 when Shepard was a penalty machine, but as much criticism as he took, he Shepard developed into actually a pretty good role, rotational player for the Jets who ended up giving them enough quality snaps. Uh, Jefferson's a more of a pass rusher than he is a run stopper. Not a very good run stopper, but a guy you'll probably see on third downs, you know, passing downs, the Jets try and close games out. And of course, in the Robert Sala defense, they'll have guys rotate in and out. Um, you know, I, th I can't imagine he's going to make too much. The deals of the, uh, the, the terms of the deal were not immediately available, but I think a pretty solid depth signing. And I think that that kind of goes hand in hand with what the Jets have done well this offseason. I think the Jets have done a good job with their depth moves. Now, they've lost some quality players. You know, Shepard was Shepard was okay. Nate Herbig was a guy who filled in a guard this year for the, for the team and I thought did a credible enough job. He's a guy you like as a backup. I thought the Jets did replace Herbig well. I thought that 
and, and I, the guy that I who really comes to mind for me is Wes Schweitzer, who they got from Washington. Now the Jets need some need some better starters. We'll get to that in a bit, but I think that the you know a lot of kind of small scale moves by the Jets so far this off season. And I think these are moves that that will, if nothing else, they'll help the depth out. They'll you know it gives the Jets guys that they can depend on if there's an injury. Um, and it, it, the other thing you talk about with depth though is also on the defensive line, especially when Robert we have a, a coach like Robert Sala who likes to rotate guys consistently. That means you got to have that means you. Your backups on the defensive line are actually going to see a decent number of snaps. So, getting somebody like a Quinton Jefferson, who you know will play a handful of snaps each game, and it, when he's in there, because he's playing such a limited number of snaps, he can go all out. You know, he can he can empty the tank. I think sometimes, you know, sometimes with defensive linemen who play more snaps, they have to reserve their energy a little bit. They have to cons- I'm sorry, conserve their energy a little bit. They can't necessarily go at a hundred percent on every play because they need to have something left in the tank at the end of the game. I think part of Robert Sala's defensive philosophy, the way he likes to rotate guys in and out, that's based on the idea that, you know, he wants to keep his guys fresh. He wants, but he also wants his guys to be able to attack. So they still have to find a a starting defensive tackle, but I think Quinton Jefferson certainly helps them out in, in that respect. And I think that another move that comes to mind is again, a very small move, but the trade for Chuck Clark, I, I really like that move. Clark was a guy Baltimore essentially tried to replace last year. They signed, of course, signed Marcus Williams, who the Jets were after as well. They should have been. Marcus Williams is an excellent player. But Baltimore also drafted Kyle Hamilton. So it's felt like Clark was on his way out, but Clark managed to hold on to a job. He managed to continue getting snaps. And I think it'll help the Jets out. You know, I, if, by most accounts, and that at least at the time of the trade, the Jets kind of viewed Clark as maybe like a third safety. And we know that Robert Sala, during his brief tenure with the Jets entering year three, they've tried to kind of play some safeties in linebacker roles. And of course, at the end of Salah's first draft as head coach uh, on day three, the Jets drafted a couple safeties, Hamza Nasruddin and uh, Sherwood, who they converted to linebacker. And, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of criticism for this. I don't think it's necessarily fair. I mean, it's not like the Jets were in 2021 were the first team that ever drafted safeties with the idea of converting them to linebacker. And part of the rationale behind it was I think that they wanted to be faster up front. You know, I think the 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 focus of the Jets defensively is they want to play as fast as possible. And, you know, sometimes when you play a third safety, it's essentially playing like what's known as big nickel, where if we where you have a safety on the field instead of a third linebacker or a slot corner, you're trying to get kind of get the bust of both worlds. You're trying to get the benefits of nickel without the drawbacks of nickel, where a safety is typically going to be a better tackle guy than a slot corner, but he's going to be better in coverage than a linebacker. And I think Chuck Clark could have, could potentially fill that role. Now, if the idea is to play Chuck Clark with Jordan Whitehead, you know there may be bigger issues there because both of those are both guys who are probably a little bit better close to the line of scrimmage. But I think Clark's. Pro- it seems like the idea right now is Clark and Whitehead are going to. They're probably going to be part of three safety packages and the Jets will need to figure out who's going to be the deep safety because they need to find somebody to replace LaMarcus Joyner. And when I say replace LaMarcus Joyner, I don't mean replace his quality. I think the Jets need to try and upgrade at free safety. I think they need to find a better guy to play the deep middle of the field. They need a better guy to, you know, play the deep part of the deep half of the field when they play cover two. And I don't think either Clark or Whitehead 
really fit that mold. And at the, again, at the time of the trade, the idea seemed to be that Clark was viewed as like a third safety where the Jets were going to play more, more packages with three safeties. And they certainly could use, you know, they certainly could use more speed at the linebacker position. CJ Mosley, you know, does his best, but he's not really a great sideline to sideline linebacker. Uh, Quinty Williams is, is fast, but sometimes plays out of control. So a steady presence, you know, playing close to the line, whether it's a, whether it's a third linebacker, whether it's a third safety is the type, type of thing that could be beneficial. I think that these are some of the moves that Jets have made some quiet moves this off season. And they, they haven't really been necessarily guys who are going to play major roles on the team, but guys who are going to probably be, probably be role players, guys who are going to have be part-time players. I think they've made a number of really solid signings. And I think these are guys who you'll, you'll notice during the season play a role, play a small role, but do it very well. So that's what the Jets have done well so far this offseason. But as we continue on this Thursday episode of the Locked On Jets podcast, we'll talk about some of the things they haven't done so well. I don't think the Jets have really done a great job upgrading many of their starting spots. And we'll discuss that as we continue this episode of the Locked On Jets podcast. This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. We're talking about the offseason. The Jets have made some moves. There's one big move that we're still waiting on, but we'll have to wait until September to get real games. That's not true of the NBA. The playoffs are almost here, and that makes it the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and even threes drained. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen or first watch every day. This show is free and available on all platforms. We're creating the offseason so far for the Jets with the caveat that there's still some moves to come. Of course, the draft is in a few weeks. There's a quarterback out of Green Bay. The team is probably going to make a deal for at some point in the next few weeks. There's some other free agents who can be signed, but we can grade what's happened so far. I think the Jets have done a good job addressing role players. I think they've, they've upgraded some depth at some spots. I don't think the Jets have done a great job, though, at upgrading many starting positions. In fact, if you look through this team, I don't think you could name a single starting spot where the Jets are better than they were last entering last season. That's just the way it is right now. I mean, there are a couple spots where I think you could argue they've made lateral moves. I think at wide receiver, Alan Lazard, you could make a case that he's roughly as good as Corey Davis. I think Nicole Hardman, you could make a case he's roughly as good as Elijah Moore. But... I mean, have the Jets really upgraded the receiver? I think you still have issues beyond Garrett Wilson. You know, Hardman's Hardman's a guy who, you know, pretty much gives you in a typical year, not that far off from what Elijah Moore gave you last year and what was a disaster year for Elijah. Lazard just put up his, put up his best season of his career where he was kind of like the number one target in Green Bay, and it's, you know, pretty much what a good season for Corey Davis looks like. And you look across the roster, the offensive line. Now, the offensive line is going to be better from the standpoint it will be healthier. It would be difficult for that line to have uh, have more injury issues this year than it did last year. But there's still quite a few question marks on that line. And the Jets, you know, they, they tried. They definitely tried. They definitely attempted to sign up Orlando Brown from the Kansas City Chiefs. But Brown ended up going to Cincinnati with the Bengals. And you look at the defensive side of the ball list, and you still have Quinn and Williams. You still have Sauce Gardner. You still have DJ Reed. You still have John Franklin Myers. There's still lots of good players on this defense. I don't think this defense is going to fall off if everybody stays healthy, but 
I don't know that there's been a lot of upgrades. I mean, Quincy Williams is back, but he was there last year. You know, the safety position. I like Chuck Clark, so I guess, you know, Chuck Clark. But I, again, I view him as a backup. I'm talking about starting roles. And I, I don't know that Chuck Clark's necessarily, you know, I, I, if, if we're of the mindset that Chuck Clark's a backup, then the Jets have upgraded their depth. I don't know that they've necessarily upgraded any starting spot, though. And beyond that, the defensive tackle position. Now, despite the move that they made, and again, Quinton Jefferson, I think, was a solid move to upgrade their depth bring in another rotational guy, another guy who can get after the quarterback, and we know Robert Sala loves them, but the fact of the matter is the Jets lost Sheldon Rankins and still have not replaced him yet. Now, again, they've tried. It's not for, it's not that they it's not that they fail to realize that they need to make moves. They just haven't succeeded. Just as they struck out with Orlando Brown, they've struck out on a couple big-name defensive tackles. They've lost out on Fletcher Cox. They've lost out on Calais Campbell. You know, whether these moves would have, were the right moves for the Jets, I think Cox, you could make a strong case, would have been. Campbell, I was more up in the air on, but you know they haven't been able to li- to land these guys. It's a little, it's a little disappointing. I'll be honest with you, because when you get Aaron Rodgers, I think that there's a mindset that Aaron Rodgers is a guy who's going to help you recruit free agents. That people are going to want to come play for Aaron Rodgers. You know, you think back a couple of years when Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. You think about some of the players he brought with him. He brought some big names over. Now these were not necessarily guys who were at their their peak. These were not necessarily guys who were still in their respective primes, but he still was able to help recruit some free agents to Tampa Bay. And unfortunately for the Jets, Rodgers, outside of Alan Lazard, really has not been able to do that. And of course, he has ties with Lazard, and Lazard's okay. I mean, I'm not saying Alan Lazard's a, a guy who doesn't belong in the NFL. He does. He belongs, he, he's a starter in the NFL. I just don't know that he's the, as big, that big of a name. I don't know that he's really an upgrade on Corey Davis. And again, I mean, you can just look through the roster. I mean, let's let's go position by position. They're not. I don't think they're better at receiver. They made some moves at receiver. I think they're roughly about the same as they were at the start of free agency. They've brought some guys in. They've moved some guys out. Running back, okay, you hope Brees Hall comes back, but you know they haven't really made many moves there. I mean, they brought Ty Johnson back. Is that an upgrade? Uh, the offensive line, you know, still you still have question marks there, especially at the tackle position. Let's not even talk about tight ends. No, no upgrades have been made there. Hopefully, I mean, the, the only thing you can say about tight end is that you, you can't get worse than they, the season the Jets had last year. So there's only, you know, they could stay the same or they could go up. I, I don't think they could be worse than the, the tight ends that the Jets had last year or the, the tight end performance that they had last year. Again, defensive line, you've lost Sheldon Rankins. You haven't really replaced him yet. So, you know, you look at linebackers about the same. Corner, the corner is excellent, so you don't need to upgrade corner, but there just have not been a lot of upgrades. Uh, I can't think of, I mean, outside of punter, maybe Thomas Morstead returning to the team over Braden Mann, maybe you could argue that that's an upgrade. But elsewhere, there, it just really hasn't happened yet. It's been a quiet, it's been a kind of a strikingly quiet offseason for the Jets. It's amazing that you can look to acquire one of the biggest names in the sport, a guy who's a superstar, a guy who's a sure first ballot Hall of Famer, and still have it be such a quiet offseason. But and I have to be honest, this is something that's concerning me a little bit because I'm starting to wonder whether the Jets are maybe trying to build the team that would win in 2022. What do I mean by that? Well, you know, things kind of things were kind of set up for the Jets because they got that run of backup quarterbacks last year. They were set up to have a big season. And a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers really would have made a big difference last year if the Jets, you know, played those backup quarterbacks, got to 5-2, and two and had Rodgers on the team, then they would have been able to make some noise. I don't know that adding Aaron Rodgers to last year's roster, essentially a 2022 caliber roster, though, necessarily takes you to the top of the league because things may not set themselves up the way they did a year ago. So it's a little bit of a concern. You know, I think that the Jets at this point have not really made the moves that they need to make to upgrade their roster. But 
there's still time to do that. As we continue on this Thursday episode of the Locked On Jets podcast, we'll talk about what's unknown. We'll talk about what is still to come because the Jets still do have some opportunities here. The offseason is not quite over yet. We'll discuss this ahead here on the Locked On Jets podcast. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Thursday. We're talking about the Jets offseason. It's been quiet so far, but there's still plenty of time because the draft is just in a couple of weeks. I mean, it's tough to believe the draft's right around the corner. Where has this offseason gone? But beyond that, there are still some players available who could conceivably help the Jets, and there's still a big trade to be made. You know, I just said that what I just asked which starting position the Jets have upgraded so far this offseason. Well, obviously, they're on the verge of upgrading the most important spot. They're up, They're on the verge of upgrading the biggest spot on the team, and that's the quarterback position. And, of course, they're about to bring in a guy who's you know a future first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the immortals of the sport in Aaron Rodgers. And Jets got, I, I think if the Jets did not get the worst quarterback play in the league last year, they got close to it. And Aaron Rodgers, look, Aaron Rodgers is not peak Aaron Rodgers. I don't think you can, if he, look, everybody would love it if he came in and played at an MVP level. I don't think at age 39, soon to be 40, you could necessarily view that as the most likely scenario. Rodgers may not be peak Rodgers anymore. But he's still going to be an upgrade over what the Jets got from Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco and Mike White last year. I mean, listen, of the three, Mike White probably gave you the highest caliber quarterback play, and that really was not very good. You know, you, you it's tough to get worse quarterback play than the Jets had last year. And Rodgers, the second he steps in, he's going to give you a big upgrade, and it will be at the most important position on the field. He's going to need help, though. So what else can the Jets do? You know, there, there's been talk about all a you know, number of key players, and among them Odell Beckham Jr., you know, if you add Beckham to that receiving group, you know, suddenly that, that, that begins to move it into shape, you know, because Garrett Wilson right now is the clear number one guy. And Garrett Wilson, I think, gives you a higher floor than you've had in close to a decade, you know, since the days of Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker. I, that's probably the most confidence I've had within Jets receiving core entering a season. This will be since 2015, 2016, when, when you had Marshall and Decker, because you have a go-to guy, and that's something you've lacked on this offense for a long time. And you could have a second go-to guy in Brees Hall, depending on how he returns from his injury, because Brees Hall, was at, through the first half of the season, was looking like the kind of guy you could build an offense around. And that's not that common. There are only a handful of running backs you could say that about. Brees Hall certainly was on the verge of, if he wasn't one of them, he was on the verge of becoming one of them. I would say he was one of them, but you could say he was on the verge of, either way, Brees Hall looks special. So if you add an Odell Beckham Jr. to that mix, you know, suddenly things start to look better. There are still some guys out there, you know, there's still some defensive tackles out there who the Jets can use as stopgap players. And of course, the draft is there. And I, I don't like, I typically like to shy away from talking about the draft as a mechanism to improve for a couple of reasons. First of all, every other team's got it. So every team you're competing with also has the draft to potentially improve. The second reason for that is, you know, the draft is, it's unpredictable. You know, the Jets got two rookies of the year last year. I don't need to tell you, if you've been a Jets fan for any stretch of time, that that's not typical. That the Jets have struggled quite a bit in in recent drafts. And beyond that, rookies aren't necessarily ready to go right away. I mean, even a guy like a Quinnen Williams, who I think was perfectly fine as a rookie, it took him about three, four years before he developed into a star-level impact-type player. So... You know, you have to factor that in. But listen, you can't deny the Jets do have a top 13 pick in this draft. At the moment, they have three of the top 45 picks. Now, one of those picks, I would imagine one of the second rounders could be going to Green Bay in the upcoming Rodgers trade, which we all presume will happen. But the Jets do have some opportunities to improve. And there are still guys, you're kind of at the stage of free agency where you have the veteran types, the guys trying to stay in the league. Some of them are injured. 
some of them are you know trying to show that they're healthy some of the guys are just older and you know they're waiting for they've kind of been waiting for the the uh, quote unquote uh, dust to clear so that you know t- and essentially there there's there, there's a group of free agents out there right now they're kind of waiting till after the draft to find their teams because right now maybe you need a guy on the offensive line or you need a guy at defensive tackle or you need a guy at wide receiver well, a lot of teams right now are focused on the draft. But if they don't get the guy at that position, then suddenly, you know, they'll turn to the veterans who are still available, guys looking to extend their careers. And sometimes these these moves end up really helping your team out. I'll give you an example. Last year, one of the guy that went into the summer, Quan Alexander, who the Jets were able to sign, you know, in the summer, right before the start of training camp, and ended up, I thought, playing well, playing a, a positive role for this team, um, and, you know, did a good job as a, as a depth player at linebacker. You know, I'm thinking guys like that, not necessarily guys who are going to be your impact players, not necessarily guys who are going to be your stars, but there's still guys out there, and, you know, you see it every year. There's, there are players who are signed after the draft who actually end up, you know, starting for the team and playing pretty well. So there's still some time for the Jets to turn this thing around, and, of course, the Rodgers trade will likely be, follow, will likely be following at some point. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you're watching on YouTube, please a big thumbs up. Helps the podcast out, help other, helps other Jets fans find Locked On Jets. Have a great Thursday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow to close out the week.